0: This
1: is the Mixtape
0: Queens. What's up, family? Welcome to another fire episode of the Mixtape Queens podcast, where we bring you the most talented voices in the industry. Today, we have Gracie Basie, a Colorado
1: native and reggae obsessed artist who is a producer, a mother, and the owner of indie record label Tiger Milk Productions. Welcome, Queen. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Mixtape Queens. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We are, you know, extremely excited for this
1: episode because we're like, oh, she's a bass player. Oh, she could play all these different instruments. You gotta have her on. Yes.
2: Well, I'm honored to be here for sure. I, I love what you two are doing. Um, Yeah, I love it.
0: Okay. Well, we're excited to get to know you better. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I'm a reggae-obsessed, multi-instrumental, creative, uh, music-producing, touring, recording uh, musician woman and mama, and just evolving as with each chapter, and the music continues. Yeah, I got my first bass when I was... 18 19 and now i'm in my 30s so it's been a it's been a minute um but i haven't been for producing as quite as long but um yeah i the bass has taken over since from the day i picked it up it just took over my life in such a great way i was like determined to be a guitar player from when i was maybe 10 um my stepdad makes guitars and so he He gave me a guitar and I was determined to be like a little Jimi Hendrix, but I always played it like the bass. And then, yeah, I picked up the bass and it was over after that.
0: That's awesome. I am a guitar player, so, you know, I can relate to that a little bit. I mean, obviously, your name speaks for itself, Gracie Basie, which I think is so smart and fun. Um, What's your creative process like? when you're playing the bass and recording
2: playing live and recording is definitely it's similar but it's different you know I mean I always sit down like if I'm if I'm like learning a set list for a show or something I mean I always sit down you know put on my headphones and really listen thoroughly if I'm learning somebody else's music and I've learned with bass playing it's not just playing the notes I mean like you can read some tabs and yeah play the notes but my teacher who taught me, which I can talk about more, he really taught me how to, you know, put the feel into it. If there's no feel in it, um, you're not playing, you know, anybody can just read the tabs and play the notes, but if you're not getting the, the feel and like the different length of each notes and like, and also the silence is a big part of like, the not playing is a big part of the baseline too. If it's just full up of, You know, boom, boom, boom the whole time. You don't get that um, contrast. So the bass is almost really like deals with the space in between as well. I found (laughs) kind of build it up because if it's just in your face, I don't know. You gotta like tease them a little bit. Um, Yeah, and then feel it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta feel it, and um, you know. And then there's like playing live. I mean, then there's involving like the movement and everything, and. And then I discovered that I could sing and play bass and that's kind of a more rare thing for bass players because with guitar, it's, I wouldn't say easier, but it's, you're playing the chords and the rhythm. So it is a little easier. Like when you're playing the actual bass line and singing, it's like, you know, rubbing your belly and patting your head at the same time. It's like a, kind of a two track mind. And I don't know where I teleport to when I sing and play bass, but I freaking love it. And, um so like when I learned to do that well I didn't really learn I just was playing a bass line like and I just started having a conversation as I was playing and again my teacher was like dude like wait a minute you're 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 talking and playing at the same time and I'm like yeah and he's like let's try this song you know and just kind of discovered that I really love that simultaneous thing and um So in the studio, when I'm like recording, it's a similar thing, but um, I don't know, like I have 5 million voice notes in my phone. Like sometimes I'll be driving down the street and I'm like, oh my God, I hear this song and I'll, you know, make a little voice note or something. And then I come back to that and either build a rhythm around it, like starting with, you know, keyboard or just bass, or I don't really have like an exact formula I do. I just kind of go with the vibes and build it as i go and then just keep adding and um yeah
0: we were learning about the subconscious mind and how the subconscious mind is actually 10,000 times more powerful than our conscious mind so i think you tap into some kind of flow state mm-hmm. and you're able to do that that's pretty pretty freaking cool
2: <laughs> thanks yeah i totally agree with you about the subconscious mind like even when I like have the spontaneous studio times are the best because I'm kind of, when I'm kind of out of it, I'm I'm kind of in that subconscious state and it works because you're just kind of there and kind of not, but it's like this fluid movement of um, notes and sounds and I just, yeah, I just kind of surrender to that and let it come to me, let it flow. <laughs> I love it.
0: So tell us more about your teacher. We want to hear more.
2: Yeah, so um, so I'll kind of give you a little prelude. So, I mean, growing up, I've always been really into reggae. My parents went to Jamaica when I was probably three or four, and they came back with some, um, like, mixtapes from Jamaica that they weren't labeled or anything. We didn't know who the artists were, but they just were – in on repeat all the time um we had this old funky houseboat at lake powell that we literally were on from gosh probably may to september like i mean for weeks at a time if not months at a time like we were so just we were like little canyon children like (laughs) me and my brother running around listening to reggae 24 7 um and so I was just reggae obsessed. And it really, um, I will say reggae music and like Bob Marley, like definitely put me on a really conscious path as like a young teenager. I could have, you know, I grew up in a small town. I had a lot of friends that got, you know, really into drugs and went off. I mean, it was pretty bad, you know, and I always say reggae saved my life because it just kept me on a on a mission. I don't know. It was like a calling. Um, so I was obsessed. I was like going to every show I could, like I got a fake ID and I didn't even care about drinking. I just wanted to go to the shows. So I would try to go to every show that I could. And then, um, like I said, in the meantime, I was attempting guitar, but I admire guitar players so much because I do not like playing chords. I have to like finagle my fingers in one position and make sure there's no twangs or anything and it was just it was fucking challenging um sorry I don't know if I can cuss on here but yeah you're fine (laughs) okay (laughs) um but yeah I was like god I don't I don't like these chords man my brother was like dude you always play uh your guitar like a bass and I was like, yeah, but I'm a guitar player. I was just really stubborn about it. So finally, um, I picked up one of his friend's bass guitars one day and played like two notes and I like fell on the floor. I was just so mad at myself because it hit me. I was just like, oh my fucking God, this is my instrument. Like it just, I can't, I'm like getting chills right now just talking about it because I remember the exact moment. Um, And so my brother was always playing in like punk bands from when we, he was like 12. We're really, we're like a year apart. We're really tight. Um, Neither of our parents played music, but they're both artists, painters, you know, sculptors, all of that stuff. So we grew up in a really creative family, but um, so he taught me a lot of music, but then I was like, okay, I'm getting a bass. So my mom helped me get my first four string bass and amp. And literally that day, you know, I'm in Colorado and I'm like, walking down the street. And I literally ran into my teacher in a blizzard. Um, his name's Lincoln. He's from Clarendon, Jamaica. And he was like an uncle. I mean, he was, I don't know, probably my dad's age at that time. And we just met out of nowhere. And he was like, for some reason, we started talking about music. And I was like, I just got a bass, like just today. I'm a, I am a—I wanna be a bass player. And he was like, are you serious? Like, you for real? And he's like, okay like let's do it and like i don't know we just had this instant connection um this friendship that is still going on now he's just um i mean he literally took me under his wing um and taught me how to play my bass like a real reggae roots woman he would always say like he'd be like and he in jamaica they call the bass player basie you know so he'd be like yo basie like (laughs) gracie You named that, you know, like he named me all that and everything. And um, he'd make me sit there and, well, he wouldn't make me, but he'd sit me on this stool, you know, and he'd be like, all right. And he'd play this CD and and he'd go, you hear that bass line? And I'd be like, yeah, I can play that. You know, that's easy. And he, he would kind of laugh and he'd go, okay, well, you got, you know, four minutes and 12 seconds to go or whatever, like hold it. And if I missed one note, eh, he'd like start it over and be like, yeah, that's easy, huh? You know <laughs> He'd make, me do it. he'd make me do it all over again, you know, and he'd go, you know, that might sound easy, like, cause reggae, a lot of people go, oh yeah, reggae is easy to play. Like a lot of times it's just two chords and it's like a repetitive bass line that keeps going. Um, so people think that it's simple, but again, if you don't have that feel in there, it's, it's not, it's not it, you know? Um, so yeah, he... Not only did he teach me about playing bass, but he also, I mean, I was what, 18, 19 when I met him and he was in his late forties, I believe. And he just filled me up with so much wisdom and positivity and just like, you can do it and like, just put me on a, it was like the next step after I said you know, Reggie saved my life. Then Lincoln came along, and he just boosted me into a whole nother realm of um, the possibilities of my mind and capabilities. And just like I can do anything, and just set me up for uh, internal and external success um, in a way like I could never pay for that at any school, you know. So I'm, I'm so grateful for him. Um, and then we started a band with my brother. Like, I mean, I started playing the bass in October, I think of 2008. And we were booking gigs like within two or three months. And then we were playing gigs every weekend. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was, I had barely picked up the bass and we were like killing it. And then it hasn't stopped since then. (laughs) Um. And later, you know, the band kind of, it was really strong for a few years. And then I kind of wanted to take it further. Like my goal was always to go to Jamaica and to be touring the world and everything, which I ended up doing. Um, but I was the only girl in the band and I love that. But a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't want to leave their girlfriends to go on tour. <laughs> so I was like... Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go, and uh, that's when we kind of like went our separate ways, but I still, Lincoln and I still stay in touch, and he's always um, just a phone call away, and yeah, so I hope I didn't go all over the place at that, but um, that's kind of the gist of, of it.
1: We no, love it. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, that was beautiful. <laughs> I'm so happy that you had somebody to be your mentor and help shape you in that way. Because it's so important for an artist, for a creative, to have someone to guide them um, until they find their own way. And that's
0: awesome. Yeah, that's powerful.
1: Shout out to him. Social media game changers. Are you ready to
0: take your brand to the next level? It's time to step up your game with the Mixtape Queens. We specialize in all things social media. From graphic design music, photography, and videos. We got everything you need.
1: Whether you're a business looking to boost your brand, an influencer looking to expand your following, or wanting to just get yourself heard, the Mixtape Queens got you.
0: Want to contact us? Go to our website at (laughs) mixtapequeens.com.
2: Thanks. Yeah, big up Lincoln. He's he's the man. (laughs) And he also, he taught me, you know, the, the lingo and everything i mean patois is like what they speak in jamaica you know it's like it's english but with some some twang you know and Mm. so by the time i made it to jamaica i mean i already knew how to cook jamaican food speak patois like all of that so they were like yo where did you come from
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes white gal rasta just some motherland
2: (laughs) yeah yeah right and he used to say at all these shows you know he'd go and here's, you know, Greasy Basie. He'd go, you know, she's from Colorado, but she never left Jamaica. And everybody would go, eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shout out to Lincoln Rand. That's that's so cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> He's the best.
0: So tell us more about what you've been doing since then.
2: Um, well, so since then, you know, the band kind of parted. So I ended up going to LA. I had a sister, well, my sister from another mother that lived out there and she was like dude come stay with me like you don't need to can you know you don't need to pay rent or anything just come stay come dive into the music and um so i did that i guess that was god uh 2012 well okay sorry rewind before that i went to canada to work with this producer ross bagel the dub scientist um that we just met on like Facebook and he was like do you want to come work on some music and I'm like sure so I went up there and uh Eglinton is kind of like a little part of Toronto that's like little Jamaica and um I stayed there and recorded with him like a bunch of dub stuff that we are still working on releasing it it just um it's it's many years in the making but anyways so I went to Canada came back went to LA ended up like backing more reggae artists out there and playing like some of the local beach scenes and stuff. Um, And then I kind of migrated up to Northern California where I lived at this really cool house um, and kind of was caretaking this house. It was, again, these blessings just like fall in my lap because I'm optimistic about it. I really believe in the law of attraction and just being positive and i'm i'm definitely an optimist all the way and it it works um for me (laughs) i don't know i've just these magical opportunities just keep coming and um are part of my journey so anyways i was living at this house in california this really magical place and gosh i guess i was backing this artist icula and then i started backing um this guy colchinox and then just more more and more reggae artists it was cool i was like okay this is expanding and then i played at reggae on the river in california for um marlon asher i had a friend from la that called me up and he was like hey like um we're supposed to back marlon asher at reggae on the river which is like one of the biggest festivals in california and he's like a couple of my band members can't make it like do you think you could pull together a band real quick and and back him and I was like yeah sure so I like rounded up some of my top musicians out there and we didn't tell Marlon Asher that you know we just rounded it up like that week you know I kind of had to fudge and be like yeah we've been playing for you know forever or whatever and so we killed it at the show um it was awesome so then Anthony B saw me play at that show and I had no idea when I was playing at that show that I'd be going to Jamaica, like moving to Jamaica within the month. Um, but I got a call from Anthony B, and he was like, Hey, you know, I just saw you play at Reggae on the River. I want you to come play in my band in Jamaica. And I was like, Holy shit, this is like the moment I've been waiting that I've been working towards all these years. Um, so I got myself ready. He was like, Yeah, just learn my whole catalog, you know, click. And I'm like, okay, so the catalog, I mean, his catalog is, I don't know how many albums and songs, I mean, hundreds. So I just started powering through his songs and um, went to Jamaica, uh, met with him. He ended up taking me all over Europe. We toured all over Europe, um, then came back to Jamaica. Then we ended up going to play like in the Caribbean, like uh, Grenada and Suriname and uh, a few other places. And then, I don't know, the band kind of fizzled out again, like it just was the next chapter and that was okay. Um, he did amazing things for me and I'm always will be grateful for him. Um, but then I ended up staying in Kingston by myself and renting a little room and I was playing for like Max Romeo and some other like really I mean, really the artists I grew up listening to, like I'd call my dad and I'd be like, dad, like you won't believe I just played for Max Romeo. Like, and his family, I went to their house, you know, and all this, it was like a dream, a dream that I knew was I could visualize even when I was a kid, but it was happening in front of me, you know? And I was like, you know, holy shit, this is, this is happening. Yeah, like I can't, I'm sitting here talking about it too. And I'm just like, oh my God, like it's fucking amazing. (laughs) I'm so, um, I'm so grateful and proud of myself for sticking with it. Um, cause there was, you know, some scary and rough times and being like this, you know, tall blonde woman by herself in Jamaica. But, um, I just, just I was just always protected and just, um, I don't know, again, the optimistic journey continued and, uh, I ended up doing a lot more like singing and playing gigs, like where I'd be a front woman. Like it's so easy to put together a band in Jamaica. Like I fucking love Jamaica so much because um, you know, you can round up a band in a day and they know all the rhythms, all the roles, everything. Like it's just like night and day. Like up here it's really hard to put together a band like that. Um so anyways, I stayed there for I think almost three years. Um, and then I was kind of going back and forth more between Colorado and there um, because it's... The 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 catch about that is, you know, making, making the means to stay there and all of that. So I was kind of going back and forth working and, you know, doing various things to keep it going. And then I just decided to come up to Colorado for a while. And that's really... When, I guess when I was going back and forth, I, I was learning how to produce music. So I, um, I applied myself to the university of YouTube and I just started cranking on how to produce music, like how to do it, just did videos every day. And, um, I guess that started when I was in Northern California, like caretaking that house, Mm -hmm. um. I just made myself a schedule. I was like, okay, class time from, you know, this time to this time, whatever. And I'm still learning more about it. Um, And I had some tips from friends and stuff, but um, I definitely, the reason why I did that was because I wanted to record my music. And there was a few times in LA and other places where I would show up to the studio and I would be ready to record my songs. And these dudes would be like, you know, I'd show up and they'd be like, have other agendas, you know? And I'm like, dude, I'm not here to be your fucking dolly, you know? I'm here to record music. and Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that that doesn't happen everywhere, but I've seen it enough that I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to take it in my own hands and learn how to produce my music. And I'm so glad that I did um, because now I can like, lay down my tracks lay down the songs and then I'm not quite confident with like mixing and mastering yet but I'm getting there so now I like outsource you know I'll make the foundation of my song and like send it out to somebody and have them mix it and master it and whatever um and then just keep it going from there and I know I'm blabbing on and on and on but I'm
0: um, oh, you're good, clean. We like, <laughs> love it. I mean, you traveled all around the world with these legendary artists that you, you know, grew up listening to. You're living the dream. You're defying the stereotypes of, you know, women such as yourself and like us. It's, it's exactly what, you know, people need to hear because with a little bit of, like you said, um, uh, with with a mental state, you know, you change your belief system with gratitude and love in your heart. And you're, you reflect that into the world and
2: you receive all these blessings. It's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You, you said it perfectly right there. That's, I mean, that's been the ticket and, and um, it's working. So I'm just, you know, nothing's perfect. There's ups and downs, but I am, I am, forever grateful every day i wake up and just all throughout the day and there you can't have too much gratitude i really believe that and um and especially in this latest chapter of my life so i guess yeah i came back to colorado and was really playing a lot of shows and recording and releasing my first songs and you know the first songs i released were i call them life lessons turned music you know i first release People Pleaser, which is a big life lesson, and then Love Yourself and Be Yourself, um, that kind of trio was a pack of songs that um, were just life lessons that I've learned about being a people pleaser and learning how to love myself and then learning how to be myself, um, um, especially since becoming a mama. So, like, right when COVID and everything hit, I was pregnant, and I was always... I always wanted to have kids and have a family and stuff, but I also was nervous about it because I wanted to tour and play and all of this, you know, um so I mean, it was a bummer that the whole world shut down, but it you know it was, it, it was kind of <laughs> a convenient time for me <laughs> because I was at home pregnant. And I'm like, oh, I'm not missing any, any yes
0: divine <laughs> timing.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, again, I'm like, I feel weird saying that because I'm like, I would never want that to ever happen again. But again, being the optimist, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, okay, well, the world shuts down and I'm about to have a baby, but I'm not missing any shows. So (laughs) true. Well, I,
0: you know, I kind of like the Mm -hmm. idea of social distancing because I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for years. I'm good at this.
2: (laughs) I know me too. I mean, like, people kind of might think that I'm a way extrovert because I'm out there playing and all that, but I'm definitely a super introvert. And I mean, I can be at home in the studio and with my, with my baby boy forever. And I'm like, whatever, like, I'm totally content with that. Um, And yeah. So as I was pregnant and like on lockdown, I really dove into the studio and I'm like, okay. So I like started all these songs and um, continued that. And then, You know, the lockdown continued with my newborn and, and, you know, I was nursing him and making music and that's where Tiger's Milk Productions came from. So my son's name is Tiger and I was producing a ton of milk at that time and music. So my label was called Gracie Basie Music and I was like, no, that's like not spicy enough. I need to spice it up. So I'm like Tiger's Milk or Tiger Milk Productions. Yes. Um. So that's where that name came from because I was, you know, would be in the studio nursing him and it was just so cool. It was like, okay, this is even a whole new level of like, here's my little creation and here I am creating and like, yeah, mind blowing. Um,
0: Oh, he is so cute, Tiger. We've seen him sitting with you while you're playing your bass. Oh, seriously. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah, congratulations on that. So... Thank you. Wow. So you've come this far and, you know, you put in all this hard work and dedication and discipline to sit there and learn how to record yourself and produce yourself. Um, what, tell us some more about some of the issues that you faced in, in the music industry or as an
2: artist. Um. Well, definitely I've seen some some crazy shit out there like i've had some of the weirdest things that have happened like we're in la and even even jamaica and other places um like i've had people dangle a lot of things in my face and actually this the latest song I released priceless is kind of about that it's about selling your soul and you know not being tempted by these things because like Man, I've literally had, um, like I've had people approach me about my music and this is the weirdest thing. It's usually some strange man that just has a kind of dark vibe and I've literally had like, I mean, uh, piles of money placed in front of me and they haven't even listened to my music. And I'm like, Okay, you want to work with me, and you're putting all of this in front of me, but you haven't even—do you know any of my songs, or like, you know, just some weird things not adding up? Um, and that's when I kind of just—I just go with my gut, and I knew that these were some weird things. Like, I've yeah, just had a lot of weird things dangled in front of me, and I'm like, okay, uh, something's not right here, my my inner compass is not, not going with this and I will never like sell out for something that doesn't feel right. Um, there's definitely, I do believe there's a really dark side to the music industry and Hollywood and all of that. And I've seen it firsthand and it's fucking scary. Um, and that's another part of this chapter, this new chapter I'm in, I think before, I mean, I was so eager to be, I wanted to I wanted to go huge and be like world famous. And like, I mean, I can still, I guess I just think about it different now. I'm like, I I feel happy about where I'm at and I'm totally content with that. And I'm not reaching and grabbing for all of that. And just becoming a mom has really made me surrender into myself. And it's actually attracted more things to come to me that are the right things. Um, Because, yeah, it's fucking scary out there. There's some crazy shit. And I was, like, so naive. And so there was angels around me, for sure, because um, there's some sharks out there. And especially for being a woman, um, yeah.
1: Wow, yeah. That's pretty (laughs) powerful. And I love that you, as a woman and as an artist, have not stopped with your creative flow. Like, having a chance. Old. Having having child, um, should be an inspiration to push you to do more of your dream. And I love that you are kind of really
2: fulfilling that for yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I have, I have a lot of, um, anytime I try to stray from that path or when I think of like, Oh, what can I do? That's going to make me more money or something like it just I don't know i really believe in my angels and stuff and like i can hear them cheering when i'm like picking up my bass and when i'm going in the studio and when i'm you know i just know that's the right path that's why i was put here um and yeah you know i might have to do some stuff here and there to some random little side gigs and whatever to you know pay some bills here and there but i'm yeah i'm keeping the focus and um and yeah thank you for for saying that it's a, it's a yeah. major change becoming a mom. And, um, it's, but it's only made me more authentic and more, um, driven. And also like my time is so limited because, you know, I spend a lot of time with my little guy and sometimes he doesn't sleep in the night and whatever. And like when he naps, you know, that's my, I, I rush to the studio and I'm so fucking organized and I'm like ready to ready, I just, it's like, orange juice concentrate now when I go in the studio instead of before I would kind of have all day to like whatever and like <laughs> feel it out you know and, and I can still do that in a way like as I'm with him but then when it's when it's mom time to run in there it's like yeah bam 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 um,
0: yeah. and, and I love how you said that you had these ideas of being this huge worldwide superstar and you realize that you know you have your own path And I think one of the coolest things about that is taking a look at the music industry now compared to what it was like 10, 20 years ago. And um, I'm reading this book called everything you need to know about the music industry. Uh It's a pretty famous book. So, um, you know, I, I heard that he said that music industry, uh, has doubled profits in the past six years because of streaming and the way that um, artists are connecting through social media at these huge rates and you know you can pretty much be a superstar and reach millions of people around the world that are your own tribe and people that resonate with you so that's so cool
2: yeah i am so glad that you brought that up that's like the one other subject i wanted to touch on today because um you know becoming a mom it's like i want to be a stay-at-home mom with my little guy like i wouldn't want to go on tour right at this moment maybe when he gets older but i have i have utilized social media to the max like especially in the really i only pumped it up like in the last eight months or so i just was like okay it's time to, like, just put videos out there just, you know, of me playing and connect with people. And I've connected with more people like you, like like the mixtape queens right here. I mean, like, how else would we have connected, you know, um, and we're both, you know, at where we live and whatever. And, like, I've done more collabs and more. I have so much uh, brewing on the stove right now with people that I haven't even interacted with physically face-to-face like just through social media it's amazing like i'm all about i'm all about the social media it's because it allows me to yeah stay home with my little guy and um i've had i've accessed more fans and people through staying at home and utilizing social media than i have out on the road it's insane (laughs) yes
0: we love your instagram i mean i'm obsessed with instagram because about uh 12 years ago i instagram changed my life i started getting into certain hashtags that i was curious about like spiritual enlightenment and uh-huh. um i i had an awakening by connecting with all of these spiritual um you know just different yeah. people and learning and growing and you know having people to talk to when my own family and friends around me was crumbling so yeah. I don't take it lightly that social media is a, um, a, a major powerful tool and, and we don't use it, you know, as a distraction, we use it as a tool to, to reach millions of people around the world. That's our
2: goal. Yeah. And like, you're so right. I mean, I, you think back to even, I mean, I think before there was even internet, I mean, it was just a whole different, um, a whole different world. And You know some people think social media you know they're like oh that's crazy you know and this and that but if you use it as a tool and as a like you said I mean I've learned so much as well just even I didn't understand hashtags at first like when they came out I totally didn't realize and then my friend was like no dude like there's you know everything's linked to these hashtags and like you said you can research all kinds of stuff and access your tribe and your people and um And with the music industry too, I mean, people are able to produce and record their own music and collab with people via Instagram. Like, like it's insane. Like, um, I really like the remix stuff lately too because I can just find like a drummer or whatever musician and press that remix button and I just get to play with them. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, we've never even met, but here we are. (laughs) playing it's i'm I'm all about it that's so cool that's amazing
0: so so tell us more what you know i guess we're kind of leading into that because of this new age um you know transformation that the industry is taking with technology what are
2: some of your goals for the future um i am glad you brought that up so my goals for the future right now i am diving into this whole new chapter of recording and releasing music um just yeah since I had this awakening of becoming a mama and just a whole different energy um yeah my goals is just to keep recording and releasing more music my goal is not to become you know world famous or anything like that like I don't on, I honestly like don't care about Grammys or any of that I, I used to so much and now I'm kind of like eh like If I can just touch people with my music, it's more quantity over quality for me now. Um, Yeah, it's like more family style and people of all ages and just, I don't know, just put my mark on or try to influence people like how Lincoln influenced me. Um, that, That seems to be my current goal right now and just be a good mom and Continue the music and maybe, you know, down the road, I do want to do more touring because I really like performing. I love the stage. Like I just, I love the stage. But right now I feel like I'm just fueling up for that and, you know, learning and recording in the meantime. Um, yeah. And I'm excited. I got some, I've got some really cool collabs and new songs that are going to come out this year. Um, that's like, I'm really excited about. So yeah, that's the goal so far that's
0: that's beautiful that's great to hear and so cool to hear your story of how you transformed and evolved and you know finding your unique path um thank you oh okay i have a a deep question for you yeah Uh, here at the mixtape queens we use our platform to help artists and brands spread their message. What advice do you have for anybody who's listening right now and they're going through a hard time struggling and needing some
2: guidance? Oh, gosh, that's that's a good one. Um, I would say whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're a musician or not a musician or whatever, um. Everybody's on their path, and sometimes you just have to surrender to that path. And I think within the surren- within the surrendering, there's great gifts inside you. Um, just don't forget, if you're going through a dark time, you were put here for a reason. And this is another thing that Lincoln used to say at most shows, you know, I want to tell okay. people that are having a hard time, do you know how how rare it is that you made it here to the other side? Like, um, you know, at one point you were swimming through a, a war full of spermies. Yeah. And you were the one who made it, that made it. <laughs> true, Lincoln, true. Lincoln used to literally say this at shows. He'd be like, you are the one in, you know, three million, I don't know the exact number, but everybody would just light up when he would say that like he's like do you realize you made it through you know like and again becoming a mom it's like holy shit that is fucking magical and life is not always easy on this side and this planet whatever um but just discover why try to don't run from it you know the darkness like dark there's no light without dark so just face it all and like find the magic within you while you are here. And I've learned to embrace the things that make me feel like a little kid, like that joy when you get, when you're on the swings and when you're running around and like, it's that little flutter in your stomach. Like those are the things why we were put here. So try to do those things and of, you know, don't do things that don't bring you joy. (laughs) Um, That's kind of, I don't know. That's, that's the best advice and just be, be who you are. Um, and evolve. You can be a bunch of different people in, in a life. You don't, I used to think it was just like, Oh, you have to be yourself. That's who you are forever. Like I'm forever evolving now. And each chapter is just different and different. So embrace the chapters and do what you have to do. Um, don't run from the dark and just don't run from the dark, but aim for the light. I love
0: it. Thank you so much for sharing that inspiration. I hope that it can reach somebody out there who just needs to hear that.
2: Oh, I hope so, too. And another thing I will just add on that is the older I get, I really don't know anything. I mean, like, the older I get, the less I know. I'm, like, unlearned. The The greatest thing I'm learning right now is to unlearn. Yes. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like unlearning. (laughs) So don't be so hard on yourself, people.
0: That's a great, actually, that is great because we need to unlearn a lot of things that are holding us back. Those self-limiting belief systems that we were taught by our parents or other people, you know, that don't really belong to us and find our own belief system. And, you know, yeah reprogram yeah. ourselves
2: yeah because um you know everybody everybody has issues everybody has their shit you know and most of it comes from our childhood or when we were younger and again now becoming a mom I'm like oh shit like you know I I don't want to fuck up I don't want to like you know I'm trying to do the right things but I'm also learning as I grow with my son and um yeah unlearning I don't I'm trying. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel you, Queen. I feel you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely killing it. You
1: are definitely rocking it. And we're supporters and we're fans for sure. A hundred percent.
0: Yes. We're oh. so grateful that we get to, you know, share, you know, get some of your time to share your story and um, get to know you. And we're excited to see where we end up along this, crazy journey of life you know down the road
2: yeah for sure and thank you both so much i know we went over time and i was just um it felt so good to talk about a lot of this and it's 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 already motivating me and inspiring me just this having this talk um just really lifted my spirits and um, yeah so i appreciate what you guys are doing and i see you and i support you and it's just amazing. Um, so don't stop.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Queen. Thank you. That's why we're doing this. And it means the world to us. It really does. Um, we're going to go ahead and put all of your links in the description of the podcast. But go ahead and tell everybody how they can find you.
2: Um, so you can find me, Gracie Basie. You know, you can Google Gracie Basie, G R A C I E, B A S S I E. Um, it's the same on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me. Gracie Basie, com. There's only one Gracie Basie that I have found. So I am her. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you heard it. Y'all Everybody
0: goes hop on social media on all streaming platforms and. Type in Gracie Basie. Make sure you follow her and show her some love. Tell her the
2: mixtape queen sent you. Oh, thank you so much, mixtape queens. Just all the blessings to you, too. And keep shining. Um, thank you again. Thank you, queen. One love. One love
0: forever. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Queen. Yeah, and my love. Have a blessed day. Love you both, too. Thank you so much. Okay, Bye bye bye.
2: Bye.